If you are in a man's body, you need to compete against men. You can't crush a little girl's dream of becoming an Olympian because you suck at the men's sport and now you found the loophole that allows you to do that. My name is Jorge Gamebred Masvidal and this is my story. I definitely believe that women should only compete against biological women. It's just not right, you know? How does the, the guy that never couldn't even get a medal, he wasn't even talked about, goes to the women's section and breaks all the records. Why? Because it's not its not the same. You just can't compare. It's apples and oranges. If you are in a man's body, you need to compete against men. And biological women need to only compete against biological women. It's not fair for us to take their shine away. I am a former UFC fighter, currently still hold the record for the fastest knockout in the world, original BMF champion, proud patriot, God-fearing man above everything, and a proud father. My dad is from Cuba, and my mother's from Peru. They met in Miami, Florida, and I was born in Miami and practically raised in Miami. My dad went to jail. He got incarcerated when I was uh, just four years old. My mom had a, a full-time job, and then she had a, a part-time job. She was an instructor at Bally Total Fitness, and she'd teach, like, the cardio classes. She was always in good shape. And then she'd get home after a full-time job. She'd make these bead necklaces, you know, to, to send them off to wherever to make a couple dollars extra. Me and my mother moved around a lot, and then I ended up living in Peru for, like, four years, very spontaneous overnight. I remember when I was living in Peru, there was, I don't know how to say it in English, Sendero Luminoso was a terrorist group in Peru. They would put bombs in public places. So a lot of the times we didn't have power for like three weeks because they bombed the near power plant or something. There was no water because they blew up like a water treatment facility. So it was like interesting times to live over there. So when I, I was coming to America, I was very much like, this is the, the land of opportunity. If there's one thing I know is that America is a place to be at, you know? I was born with some uh, special qualities. I had insane ADHD and just I could never sit this long with anybody or anything. But on Saturdays, they used to play these kung fu marathons. It would last like five hours. They would just show kung fu movies. My dad says this was the only thing in the world that would get me to sit still. So my dad noticed that inclination towards combat since young. If you ask him, by the age of like four years old, I had been kicked out of like six or seven daycares. I'd spend all day Saturday watching the kung fu movies. Come Monday, I was reenacting those moves on the, on the kids, you know, and that led to a lot of trouble. On my birthday, November 12th, the UFC has their first show. I didn't discover it till I was like 11, 12 years old. I didn't care about nothing else. Like I was the biggest nerd you ever seen. I knew every champion, when they won a belt, lost a belt. And I loved it. I was like, man, this is what I'm meant to do, fight, you know? By the time I was 12, 13 years old, I already knew I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life and this is how I'm gonna make my way out. I started competing around 12, 13 years old. By the time I was 18, I was a professional. There was many times where, where I didn't have like a, let's say a house or a home because in, in fighting, there's no money. You're fighting for two, $300 a fight. Sometimes promoters would write you checks that would bounce. So I'm getting evicted. It always worked out though, because every time I got kicked out, at least I still had a car. That means that was my uh, house on wheels, you know? Every, every night that I would lay down in that car, and look up with my windows down because the AC was broken in Miami. So this is like a hot box. I'm just losing weight all day long. So just knowing that no matter how much this sucks, I'm going to get out of here and it's going to get way better. I, I didn't become famous, but I was kind of like a, a YouTube sensation for some time. Kimball Slice for his fights, his backyard fights, was getting like 20 million views. 
I'm not even exaggerating. It was insane. Everybody knew this guy. It just so happened we were at the same gym. So he invited me. I was a young up and coming guy. He's like, hey, you want to come fight in our backyard? And I was like, for a fact, let's do it. So I, I went, I fought in his backyard. They didn't release the video for like a year. And then I remember seeing it was like 5,000 views, 50,000 views. Two, three weeks passed by and it was like over a million views. And I was like, holy smokes, this is 20 something years ago on YouTube. So I, I knew um it was an awesome thing and hopefully it would open up doors for me in, in my sport of fighting. So it actually did the opposite. Promoters didn't want to get me. They didn't want to book me for their pro fights because they thought I was like a, a thug or, or they thought that I was just a street fighter. So it took some time to break that stereotype down and, and getting these like bigger promoters to book me for their fights and fight shows. I fought all over the world before I went to UFC. I went to Japan. I went to Russia. I fought in Costa Rica. I fought in other parts of South America. And I ended up in this show called Strike Force. It was a relatively big show. And the UFC was doing their thing. And at some point, they purchased them and they merged us together. So now, by default, I became part of the UFC roster. And, and I started my UFC career there. I lasted 10 years. I broke the world record in five seconds for the fastest knockout ever. You know, fighting for me was very spiritual, very emotional, very physical, very mental. Every fight to me means so much. My dad escaped Cuba when he was 15 years old. Him and his best friend and his best friend's uncle, they found tire tractors and they turned them into rafts and they took off. Seven days later, they landed in the Bahamas and from the Bahamas, they got extradited to Miami, Florida. My aunt escaped in between Guantanamo Bay and in Cuba, there's a strip of land and that strip of land has mines and my aunt crossed it and lost her left breast and her brother had a lot of shrapnel. They both survived and lived. These are direct family members of mine. So I'm, I'm hearing these atrocities. But as I start to get a little bit older and a little bit older, this question comes to me more and more often, why? Why did you leave? What was so bad over there? My aunt's like, if I stay there, I gotta listen to these people tell me every day what to do, what to eat. And on top of that, there's no food. I chose freedom, so I didn't care if I died. I didn't care if a mine went off. Obviously, I didn't want one to go off, but I was going for my freedom. A lot of teachers are indoctrinated already. If they're teaching socialism and communism, I, I just want them to show me where did it work out, you know, because it hasn't throughout history. Some people are so brainwashed, it's, it's nuts, you know, but they get them in college and they indoctrinate their brains and it's always the same playbook, divide and conquer. Get the Spanish guy to hate the white guy and then separate everybody. Then the government goes in and starts doing all this craziness, you know. I'm American like first and I love, and, and my parents literally sacrificed on both ends to get to this country. So first and foremost, I am, American, I'm, I'm Latin, and I feel very proud to be Latin, but I respect this country. And I think as a patriot, the first thing you have to do is have your freedom of speech and use that. You know, our, our founding fathers, when they escaped the tyranny from England, come up with this insane literature and documentation that sets us free and, and lets us be the greatest thriving economy. And it, it's a system that maybe it's not perfect because I don't think nothing's perfect, but it's as close as we have to freedom, to actual freedom. You know, I've been all over the world. I wouldn't live anywhere else. Thank you for watching this video. And if you enjoyed this free video, let's keep them free by making a tax deductible donation right now, please.